Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest. But first, a quick chat about goal setting. Goal setting is one of the most important aspects to achieving anything in life. If you don't know where you're going, you might end up someplace else. I'd like to invite you to join me for three days on the Mexican Riviera for an intensive goal setting retreat so that you start your 2020 with energy, purpose, focus, and momentum. The annual goal setting retreat will take place over the first weekend in December. Registration is now open. You can register directly at victorjm.com events. That's victorjm.com events. Or send an email to goals at victorjm.com. That's goals at victorjm.com. We're back here on the Weekend Edition. We interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest all the way from Campbell, California, just outside Silicon Valley. Welcome to the show, Mike Lloyd. Thanks, Victor. Thanks for having me. So, Mike, many of the guests on the Real Estate Espresso podcast are real estate investors. And today we're talking about a slightly different angle. You specialize on helping both investors and property owners alike with a very specific aspect of branding and marketing. Why don't you give us a little bit of your backstory and how you fell into this particular line of work? Yeah, I've been a professional photographer for the last decade. And being in Silicon Valley, I do a lot of commercial work. I mean, it started with headshots and then product photos, landscape, or you know, building photos, things like that. Uh, kind of whatever anyone needed to sell or present. And in working with these entrepreneurs, these business owners, and agents and investors or, you know, VC firms, I found that a lot of them didn't really have cohesive brand strategy uh, or, or didn't quite know how to use these assets, the, the photography, for example, as part of their overall business plan. And so I started working with all of them to figure out how to actually like, get the most return on their investment. Because I'm not the cheapest guy in town, but I deliver really good results. And I don't want someone to hire me for the sake of doing it and then never see that money come back. So I learned to start helping folks make their money back. And it's developed into a pretty interesting new line of work for me. I love it. So let's start with the photography aspect. I mean, certainly it used to be the case if you had a particular property to showcase, you would set up an open house, you would stage a property and hope that people drive by. Today, that's no longer the case. The vast majority of property search that happens, happens online, whether it's prospective tenants or potentially even folks looking to purchase a property. Mm -hmm. And photography is one of the standout differentiators. Yeah. Technology has changed so much in the last few years, Victor. It's really, I mean, there's no excuse now to not have great photography. And hiring a professional isn't very expensive, but considering the money you'd make back, it's, I think it's well worth it. And as you said, people aren't coming out to the properties as much. So you have to have that big first impression online. And you can get 3D cameras that take amazing photos of the insides of rooms. You can do virtual tours the technology is there. It's really easy to use. I mean, anyone could pretty much spend a weekend just learning how to do this stuff, even if you're not a professional photographer. And that will set you apart from everybody else who's not because you care. And it, it's showing the property in a, in a higher value medium. It's like if we were to listen to this podcast coming through an old phonograph and then listen to it on your iPhone, the, the difference in quality it affects the way that we perceive the content 
and higher quality presentation will also let the viewer associate a higher quality with the product. That's absolutely right. I know that when I look at a listing for a property, if the the images look like they're crooked and they were shot just from a you know an old uh, an old phone or something like that, uh, where the lighting is off, I also come to the conclusion that they don't take the property seriously. That they're not really serious about delivering a quality product. It's a funny psychological association, but it's one that most people make. Yeah, absolutely. One of the tricks that a lot of photographers use is to actually use a wide angle lens so they come so that when you see an image of a room it looks much larger than it really is. The optical distortion in particular from a super wide angle lens can make a room look expansive, can make it look really big. But mm-hmm. for me, when I look at that, I also say, okay, I'm being deceived here. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, you know, I joke around and call it the magic of photography because we can we can kind of make anything look like anything. And again, with the technology, tilt shift lenses, the the corrective functions and programs like Photoshop, you can put a really distorted wide angle image into Photoshop and then basically straighten it out and make it not look like a wide angle image. And then you can't really tell that there's distortion. So that's why listing, you know, maybe square footages, you're showing a floor plan along with the photos would be more transparent and I think earn a little bit more trust for the viewers. But also, I mean, rooms, it's pretty tough to photograph the inside of a room with anything but a wide angle because we want to show the whole room in one photograph. And that's just sort of one of the side effects of having to use wide angles. So I think it is the best technology for it. There are just ways to do it that are less deceptive. So you could put things in the room for scale, for example. Um, I don't know if you'd want to be in the room necessarily, but something foreground and background so that folks can look at a room and and figure out exactly how large it is. I think that makes a lot of sense. I like that. I like that a lot. One of the innovations in photography, in particular for high-end properties that we've seen, is the indoor use of drones. So, for Mm -hmm. example, if you imagine a circular staircase, having the drone drop down through through the center of the circular staircase and get a a perspective that no human would actually ever get naturally. But those kinds of features can often be standout because in a crowded marketplace, oftentimes you need to do something that stands out, something that stands apart so that it catches people's attention without it necessarily being gimmicky. Yeah, it can't be gimmicky. And that's a good point you made. It has to be something that's important to the viewer, the the end end user because if you're just doing things for the sake of doing them like having smoke bombs go off outside the front door obviously you're not doing that i'm just whatever it may be maybe like a sparkly border on the video or cheesy music then you're going to turn people off but if it's something that actually is important to them like an interesting view of a property maybe that they've never seen i like that spiral staircase idea because that's taking something we're all familiar with and showing you a beautiful new way to look at it. That is going to put the property in a better standing with your viewer than just going room to room or up and down the stairs. And again, drones, they're fairly inexpensive. You need a license in the States to use one commercially, but you can always outsource that. Hire someone for a day to go around to a handful of your properties with you, shoot tons of footage, and then you can get it edited and cleaned up on Fiverr uh, if the videographer doesn't do it and and you can get a bunch of properties done in a very short amount of time for not a lot of money. And then that's a pretty big impact. And if you're doing these virtual tours, flying around the property, showing the neighborhoods, 
uh, if folks can get a feel for everything around the house as well as what's inside, I think that could also be make a huge difference. You're making a very important point because the value of a property is rarely just defined by the property itself. It's the context in which the property resides that determines the value. I mean, we all hear the term location, location, location. Well, that's really what that means. So if you can show people not just, you know, the street view of the property where, you know, people have to do their own virtual walking tour of the neighborhood, but if you can show that from, from a drone perspective as part of your own marketing, I think that's much more powerful. Absolutely. If you can show somebody the view from every window or the front yard, the backyard, you know, when you host a barbecue, this is what you're going to see in the backyard. Or when you wave to your neighbor across the street, you know, you don't have a nuclear power plant behind their house that you see every morning. Those things can make a big difference. Now, you've taken this work beyond just the domain of photography into more of branding and marketing in particular for folks in this particular space. Let's talk a bit about that. So mostly with the agents that I've worked with, um, I've done a little bit of work with investors, but mostly the agents. And it's, it's how do you present yourself and how do you stand out? I mean, in a market where really anybody can spend the summer studying and get their license. And I mean, it's no different than the photography world. Anyone can buy a camera and claim to be a photographer. So how do you stand out? And it's developing your presence in your community. Are you known for something? You know, in single family homes, do you run a blog or a podcast or an Instagram account that has all the family friendly activities, restaurant reviews? Do you go to all the festivals, all the local events? Are you the resource for family oriented events? And people can't help but know you. And then when they need to make a purchase or sell something, of course, you're going to be top of mind. Uh, It's a long-term game. It's not going to bring in short-term business. Uh, It might, but it's really setting yourself up for a career versus some quick wins. Um, And when you have that kind of mindset, I think in any, any industry, you're more likely to find success. I love that. And, you know, here in, the world of real estate investing, we're definitely playing the long game. The folks that are into the business for one and done are rarely in the business for the long term and they don't survive. This is the long game. And whether you're talking about real estate agents or investment businesses, it's a it's a process of relationship building that doesn't happen overnight. And because of that, it requires that ongoing investment. It requires that investment in staying present in front of people without being, you know, the narcissistic, uh, you know, Kim Kardashian, look at me sort of thing. You you want it to be a bit more tasteful. You want it to be a presence without it being over the top. Absolutely. You're telling a story. You're telling your story and how you authentically can communicate with everybody around you. And it's really tough to tell your own story. I mean, I work with advisors. I have two coaches. I have a mentor. I have a, a copywriting consultant that helps me with my messaging. And I like do this for a living for others. You know, it's like the mechanic that needs help working on his own car because we're, we're really good at, at seeing others and we overlook the details in ourselves. So that's really the value that I've brought to working with any, any public facing business owner is that there's probably just a lot of little details you're overlooking that add up to a big difference. And when we can sit down 
have a solid conversation about who you are, what you're trying to say and who you want to connect with, then we can analyze all those little details, figure out what's congruent, what clashes, and then how do we fix those things? Let's talk a little bit about Silicon Valley. You're based there and there's a lot of communities. What have you noticed in the last several years? I mean, I know there's been a bit of an exodus of folks from Silicon Valley to places like Austin, places like Dallas, where in many cases they get to keep their job with the same employer, maybe get a lower cost of living, a lower tax structure. What are you seeing locally in the market, whether it's in Campbell or Saratoga or some of the other communities in the South Bay close to where you're located? Yeah. I mean, Real estate here is so different from everywhere else. Let's see. My neighbor moved about two years ago. His house was on the market for two days, maybe three days, and it went for almost a hundred thousand over asking. And that is just like the normal. People pay cash for you know million and a half dollar homes because there's so much money here. You know, mm-hmm. Google, Facebook, all the tech companies are here, and they have to pay competitively to get the top talent. So yeah, tons of people have been leaving. Like you said, it's just, if you're not in one of those high paying tech positions, you know, or in something like real estate or, or investment, then it's, it's really tough to stay, but it has slowed down a lot. I know my best friend is in a house that has been trying to sell for maybe three months now, and they've not gotten the attention they want. And that could be any number of reasons, but they're in a great neighborhood with great schools. It's a beautiful home. It's been staged professionally. It's definitely on the the downhill swing right now. Yeah, we've noticed that. We have one of our listeners is actually an investor, uh, used to be based in Fremont, Mm -hmm. and noticed that in particular from November to December, there was a marked slowdown in the market just in terms of volume of transactions. There was literally an inflection point right around November, December timeframe when the volume of transactions really, really ground to a halt. A very significant slowdown in the amount of activity. Prices haven't fallen much, but the amount of activity has uh, fallen dramatically. Yeah, everyone's still trying to get the same price as they were a few years ago. I agree. I don't think the valuation has fluctuated much. It's just a much slower time to sell. If there were a couple of messages you wanted to leave with our listeners, what would they be? Don't overlook the details. If you've been using the same logo and the same business cards for 10 years, it might be time to refresh those. And maybe you don't need an entire overhaul, but just something to stay current with the times. I'm currently working with a $300 million construction company, and we're refreshing things that haven't been touched since the 1960s. So, right, like things have been working, but now they're expanding out of the state, and we need to make sure this brand is tight if they're going to try and capture new market share. So things that have worked in the past might not work in the future. And just having somebody help you analyze those things could make a world of difference. Um, And then find a reason to be known. It doesn't have to be anything groundbreaking or that's going to land you on every news station, but figure out what it is your clients actually care about. And then how can you be the conduit for that information that's relevant for what you do? And it's usually simpler than most people think. It just takes some time to figure out exactly what kind of resource you can be. And then if you're not really into social media, you're not into blogging, there's a number of people who would love to jump on your team at a very part-time rate and help you make those things happen. I love it. Well, Mike, if folks want to get in touch, what's the best way? Yeah, probably just my website, MikeLloydBranding.com. And there's a link that should pop down from the top to jump on a call with me. It's totally free. We'll talk about 
where you are, where you want to go, and then see how we can get you there. No obligation to buy. It's not a sales call. I promise. Um, we'll just figure out if we're maybe a good fit and then figure out how to move forward from there. I have some articles on there. We're checking out also and find me on LinkedIn too. Fantastic. So definitely reach out to Mike at MikeLloyd.com. That's spelled M-I-K-E-L-L-O-Y-D, branding.com. In the meantime, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.